This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Layton Vanderett. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, it's a special day for the Draft Show. Instead of our normal Thursday time slot, we bring this to you on a Friday. We thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh, making the switch. Uh, our department went out and spent the owner's money a little bit the last three days. You have a way with words. Do I? Yeah. It's true. You're right. We were. We were in Los Angeles having a good time, and uh, we want to thank uh, the Jones family for allowing yes, us. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much for that. And, uh, yeah, so we uh, we have the draft show again here on a Friday. Uh, we actually are leaving for the Combine on Tuesday. And we will be at the Combine from Tuesday through Saturday with all the actions. We're going to have shows for you uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So looking forward to that as always. We have, I think, outstanding Combine coverage. Uh, you know, we, we get to bump into people, talk to people, you know, do a lot of different things to kind of find out and ideas about what these – with these uh, scouts, general managers, front office people, all thinking about these players, coaches as well. So with you all can't that, avoid yeah. people. I mean, it's just yeah. It, you, that's the beauty of the combine is because it's probably you know fifteen hundred NFL people. Yep. You know, say fifty from each uh, organization, from coaches to GMs to scouts to all the personnel people, and so you can't help but bump into people and you know learn more about these guys. I always learn more at the Combine than I do any other week of the year about players. Um, just things you didn't know or, you know, the testing times, obviously, the medicals, the interviews. So big week coming up next week. That's the voice of my scout, Dane Brugler, joining us today, as always. David Hellman across the table from us. He'll get involved with this as we get going along. Kent Garrison, executive producing. And uh, you brought up, there he is, the Garrison in the Garrison. Uh, Dane, you brought up the Combine. And, and and again, the first part of the segment I want to do is I want to talk about the combine a little bit and some things, you know, teams, guys, some of these, you know, who, who needs a big week? Who can't afford a bad week? Who needs to interview? Well, I'm gonna, I just want to kind of get in some ideas about that with you and with David and being there. And also in the second half of this show, though, we're going to well, we have Twitter on the 20 like we always do. Maybe take a call or two at 888-855-2297. But also at the end. Or towards the end, I want to do who'd, who'd, who would you fight for? This might one of my ideas I like to have. It's good actually, I'm always K- trying to create conflict. Yeah, yeah, KT Kevin Turner, who will join us, and you know he'll he'll hang out with us one of these Thursdays on a draft show, and then be a part of our draft coverage on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Turner, great guy, really works hard at this. But he and I were having an idea, and I said, you know, what would you like to hear? And he says, I'd like to hear a segment or two about who would you fight for. So we're going to go around the room and fight for some guys and why we would fight standing for Standing on the table? Standing on the That's table. That's kind of your phrase. That's standing on the table. That's what we're going to do. So, you know, look forward to that here at the end of the, uh, end of the broadcast as well. Uh, but I want to get into this combine, Dane and David. Yep. And, David, I'm going to let you start off with the cowboy angle of it. Because I want to, I want you to to talk to me about with what you see materializing with free agency, and then but free agency it actually happens after the combine. Yeah. So where where do you feel like again? I want I want well, that cowboy angle. For well, you. it's the Cowboys, but it's every team in the NFL. Is the combine is sort of where you start to see the blueprint for what these teams are going to do with their year um, without fail. You know. We saw we saw the Cowboys at the Senior Bowl, and it was a, a week or ten days after the season ended. And you know, well, we, we haven't we haven't had those meetings. I mean, Scott Linehan was still on the staff when we right. were at the Senior Bowl, so you know they haven't really had a whole ton of time to to get into it. But now uh, that's not the case. Uh, you've had your meetings, you've reviewed your season, you've you know for the most part. I don't think it's official, but they've basically finalized their coaching staff at this point. Um, and this is fun because this is where you start to hear the whispers about where they're going to go or where yeah. they think they're going to go. And yeah. that's that's not just obviously the combine is a draft event, but that's not just the draft. You know, um, I remember, I guess it was two years ago at this point, the combine was where we first started to hear the whispers of 
Well, you know what? Uh, we're Jeff Heath played really well. We're going to give him a chance to start. Like we, yeah. we feel comfortable with that. Sure, we're we're going to elevate. You know, we we're going to roll with that and see what we got. Or um, uh, Lyle Collins, like, well, you know, maybe he is better suited to play tackle, and that's something that we're going to you know explore as the offseason program gets underway. So, like I said, I mean, you've had five weeks to kind of talk about what you like and what you don't like about your team and where you're going to go. And this is really the media's, like you said, you, you can't avoid people in Indianapolis. Yeah, we get. And this is yeah. this is really our first opportunity to talk to the brain trust since they've had all of these conversations. And it just, you know, there's not going to be a press release, but these details just kind of start to emerge. Like, all right, this is what they're thinking. Maybe, you know, maybe they are going to go after so and so in free agency. Maybe, you know, maybe this position is something we're not paying enough attention to. It just it it starts here. And that, like I said, that's for the Cowboys, but it's for every team in the league. Exactly. And the combine is where a lot of these negotiations start. And it's funny talking that as to well. Just you know, over the years talking Cowboy to a- bus. agents or <laughs> yeah, exactly agents or people, uh, personnel people with teams. A lot of times they talk when just you know how the process of signing a player or the de- de- decisions are made. A lot of times it starts at the combine. That's when they started negotiating contracts. That's when they started laying the groundwork for a trade. And so, combine is a big step in the process of not only the draft but the off season. Yeah. And that's from a Cowboys perspective, too. This Again, you're not going to get these things on the record, but this is where you start to hear like, well, of course we'd love to have Cole Beasley back, but yeah. not at that price. Sure. Or, of course, we're going to get an extension done with Demarcus Lawrence, but we're not close right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm making these up. Don't no, I know. Yeah. Too much into that. But these yeah. are the types of conversations that get had. When you're up there, DallasCowboys.com will, like I said, will be there all week. Uh, we will get Stephen Jones on Tuesday. Hope so. Traditionally, yeah, we generally get a Jason Garrett press conference on a Wednesday. Yep, and then uh, Jerry Jones will wrap it all up on a Saturday. So, as David said, we'll have all those parties involved again. We'll be banging around the hallways too, talking to people that we know from other teams, trying to get a little insight. All right, Dane, some guys that absolutely have to knock this thing out of the park for you you have some names and some guys is when we get to start to watch this it's like okay if this guy is not as good and, and again you know these players have an opportunity to have pro days afterwards mm-hmm. so if things don't work out well but those guys that generally can build some momentum going into the into the workouts the pro days it comes from the combines so you got some guys in mind you're looking at in that direction well, and I've got a more full preview coming out on Monday, so look out for that. But okay. to hit on some of the high notes, um, and really, I mean, we know this. We talked about it before. The reason the combine was invented is the medicals. Absolutely. And the 40-yard dash is what will you know, receive the headlines, the athletic testing. And we'll, we'll talk about that. It's important. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But the medicals is the most important part of the process. And probably the most important medical evaluation would be Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is the favorite to be the top pick. I think he should be the top pick, but he missed almost all of his junior season with right. uh, after having bilateral abdominal surgery. So what's going on with that injury? Uh, he's been healthy since December. He's been working out. He's expected to do a full, uh, you know, all the drills. So, but once doctors go in, you know how thorough they are. Do they find anything that they're worried about? Anything long-term, anything durability-wise? If there's anything of a red flag... They're gonna, you know, bring that up, and that could change things at the top of the draft, and that, that's that's gonna have a ripple effect. Remember this last year with Hurst, the defensive tackle that's from we Michigan. Find out about the yeah, apart. we were we were getting ready to start our day, and, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, the whispers started happening Every while we were sitting there. Single year, yeah. So yeah, we we don't know, you know, is is and and these doctors, they all look at these players differently too. Some will say, oh no, this injury's fine, we can deal with it. Some will look at it and say, no, no, we, we absolutely, you can't. And, and that's how we kind of got a little bit with, with, with Jalen Smith. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were, there were doctors that were lining up saying, no, I wouldn't touch the player. Yep. And, but you had some other teams and, you know, Dr. Cooper did the surgery here for the Cowboys and, you know, and, and that worked out very, very well for the Cowboys and it worked out very well for Jalen Smith as well. Uh, okay. we got the medicals interviews. Right. Is there anybody interviewing wise that you guys are thinking about that, Man, this guy's got to. This guy's got to tell a story. This guy's got to kind of come clean. This guy, you know, who is there? Somebody that we're worried about that that 
you know, maybe maybe the red flags. That's another thing you worry about with these players. Is there a red flag or two about some players that are going to get interviewed that might pop up and like, whoa, that interview didn't go very well. And we always hear that about the quarterbacks. Sure. You know. Well, and that's, yeah, it's quarterbacks in a tangible position. So you better nail the interview. And that's, the interview is really where, like, a guy like Daniel Jones has a chance to. From Duke. Right. Because, you know, he, his tape's good, not great. Right. His senior bowl is good, not great. Right. But the interviews is a chance where he can really show off that cerebral mind that he has, right. you know, the ability to break down coverages and understand what's going on. Yeah, as we look at the – now we got Dane's top ten players by position. Hey. That's his quarterback list right there. So that's how he's going with it And uh, right now. Pre-combine. Yeah, pre-combine. And we'll see. Is there, all right, as we look at that list, though, who are those guys? Who, who will interview the best out of that group right there? I mean, the, the wor- workouts. Who, If you were a general manager of a team, who would you want to sit down and talk to – off that list right there and really hammer them on some questions. I mean, I I feel like we've beaten him into the ground, but it's got to be Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, you know, the the great debate about what sport he's supposed to play. I yeah. mean, if I'm going to spend a high pick on that guy, I want to feel pretty convinced that he's really dedicated to football and he's not going to bail to play center field in two years. It's going to be a big week for Kyler, no, no question. Um, first, the measurements. You know, we'll see exactly how big he is. Uh, does he get close to 200 pounds, over 200 pounds? You know, is he close to closer to 190? And then, um, yeah, the interview process is going to be paramount. Um, just they're going to hit him on, okay, so, you know, we know you love baseball more and just, you know, hit on that, hit on that and just see how he reacts and, just make teams want to be convinced. They want Kyler to convince them that he is all in and, you know, not going to have to worry about anything uh, long term about, okay, when things are get a little tough in, in football, he's just going to, you know, go to baseball. But the other quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, you know, because you look at that quarterback list and yeah. it's the juniors that came out early Stidham, Jones, um, the Buffalo kid, uh, they all. Had, Jackson from right. Buffalo, yeah. They were all the senior bowl. Yeah. So teams had a chance to talk with them already. Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, the only junior quarterbacks that they have not talked talk to yet. So Haskins, okay, just trying to delve into his mind. Where is he mentally in his development? Only 14 career starts. One-year starter. You know, just what's going on with him in terms of— traditionally doesn't play very well, the one-year starter. No. It's, you know, there's a reason you want—I mean, you, there's no substitute for experience. Right. Uh, over the last— since 1973, there have been 100 quarterbacks drafted. Three out of the 100 had 15 starts or fewer at the college level. Cam Newton, Mark Sanchez, Mitchell Trubisky. So, you know, Dwayne Haskins will be the fourth. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it plays out for him. But there's a lot to like about him. I'm a big fan of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, but at the same time, there's still some questions I have with him. Uh, some other guys that the interviews will be pretty important for. Jachai Polite from Florida. Yeah. Uh, this is a player who hasn't been arrested he you know his teammates say positive things about him i've heard scouts and other people around the league say some negative stuff about just his maturity how he carries himself interviews will be really important for him because i think he's a potential top 10 top 12 pick uh as long as everything checks out with him uh some of the other guys that have been in trouble in the past like uh lj collier from tcu some maturity issues there yeah yeah I, i think he's a potential second rounder so just maturity issues there. Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. Yeah. That's another name. That, these are guys I'm liking. All these guys <laughs> you're naming, I'm liking. Jerry Tillery's a first-round talent. Yeah. There will, he will be off some boards because teams don't trust him. Okay. And it's just, you know, can he convince a team that he's all in on football, he can trust them, and I, the, the combine interviews will be a big part of that. So, uh, I mean, there's plenty of names to go over here, uh, but the interview is definitely a big – so some background, there's formal interviews and informal interviews. Right. Every team gets 60 formal interviews, and those are about 15 minutes each. Right. And then the informal interviews, that's kind of the train station. You yeah. Know, where yeah. You get coaches chaos. involved. Yeah. Right. So It used to be chaos back in the day. Yeah. And it still is. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't streamlined it more. But yeah, yeah the informal or the formal is you get 60, 15-minute interviews, and that's where – you know, 15 minutes, you have to get a lot across yeah, in a try. short amount yeah, of time. Exactly. So there's no, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know, what's up? Sit down. Let's get started on exactly. this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we got busted for pop, huh? You yeah. Know I mean, like that's yeah, straight no, Yeah, it. exactly. And, you know, there's going to be GMs, head coaches in the room, psychologists in the room. So it's an intimidating environment for these kids. Um, it's going to be a busy week. And so the interviews, 
definitely a time where t uh, some of these players could make or lose some money. Which, going back to Combine Week also, you know, I think we talked about this in Mobile, is like, I really don't care who the Cowboys met with in Mobile. Right. I, I couldn't care less because they're just, that's part of it. Yeah. Part of the process. Exactly. But uh, we will start to hear about some guys getting formal interviews with the Cowboys. That's when that's, yeah. and that is important. That is important. And if yeah. you, you know, again, it's fun, like you remember these things in years. Like right. I don't remember specific details of any one combine, but I just remember like, oh yeah, like in 2016, that's when we realized that the Cowboys had a formal interview with every quarterback that was there, including yeah. Dak Prescott. That yeah. was the first time Dak ever talked about the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, things like that. And so that is important because you can kind of start to narrow a list of, you know, like, oh, my God, the Cowboys. Maybe figure out that 30 list. The Cowboys yeah. have a formal with every tight end at this thing. Yeah. Or the Cowboys have a formal with, like, 90 tackles. Like, those things start to come out, and those are very helpful. Yeah, that is. And we're going to see most teams load up on underclassmen. Because, you know, they've done a lot of the work on the seniors, but it's the underclassmen, especially the underclassmen you didn't expect to come out. So I think we'll see a lot heavy underclassmen with those lists. Um but, yeah, it is definitely important to kind of get an idea of just the, not only the players, but the positions they're looking at. Who are you, who are you most excited about seeing? Is, and that's kind of a broad question, and I, I hate it. because. It's, but is there one or two players that you're just really looking forward to, to a workout? To, sure. like, yeah. you know, I mean, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe kids from – you know, maybe a kid's from a small school or something like that. You don't know a lot about him, and you want to see how he competes with somebody else. Well, I mean, he's not from a small school, but Rashawn Gary. Uh, okay, you Michigan know, defensive. This is a tackle in. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is a player that obviously is supremely talented. No yeah. question about yeah. it. Yeah. But no, no question about that. The production wasn't there. The consistency wasn't there. And all along, when you talk about Rashawn Gary and his draft grade, it's centered around traits, not production. And so, and that's what NFL, that's what they draft. They draft traits. They don't draft production. So, but he has to nail it during the combine to show that he does have the traits. And so I think he's capable at 280 pounds. I think he's can run in the four sixes. I think he can get under six, nine in a three cone drill. Those would be elite numbers Absolutely. Uh, for a player yeah, that yeah, size. Yeah. Uh, so Rashawn Gary, I'm looking for him to absolutely knock it out of the park. And if he does, then he, you know, cements himself as a potential top 10 guy. Similar line of thought. I'm interested to see uh, how Ed Oliver does at this thing. I was kind of uh, thinking Ed Oliver, too. He's going to blow it away, too. Both these guys are going to be yeah. just ridiculous. It's, so is the defensive lineman going to be the one group when we walk away from this? And we're, my gosh. You know, is that the one that's going to be the most impressive of the groups when we watch oh, the workouts? I mean, yeah, I think they're, they're each position will have their freaks you know um i think we're sean gary and ed oliver are two of the freaks yeah here's uh danes once again if you're following along with us watching uh kent garrison's done a nice job of getting danes top 10 players by position that's his defensive line right there right anybody you want to talk about right there you talked about tiller how about dexter lawrence though that's kind of that he's gonna test off the charts as well yeah he's he's for a guy that's probably 345 pounds uh he's gonna run around five seconds flat in the 40 and the bench press, he'll probably, you know, push for close to 40 reps. Um, I think him and maybe a guy like Dalen Mack will be pushing for uh, the highest uh, reps on the bench press uh, this year. So, you know, I think the defensive tackle class is definitely going to be a deep group uh, at the Combine. You know, guys that we're talking about a lot because they're so physically gifted. Uh, and Ed Oliver, when Ed Oliver's done with his workout, we're going to talk about moving him to strong safety. Yeah, because you know, he can move that way. And yeah. So you know why the heck not? Because he's just he's a he's a freak, and um, you know it's he's definitely going to have some buzz as we leave Indy. You know our buddy Daniel Jeremiah, who's uh, on the NFL Network, former NFL scout, he's found out the same thing. You said last week the position that he, that this doesn't have the great stretch or depth to it is linebacker. Yeah. And yeah. he was struggling with that the other day. Yeah. You you could tell he likes the kid from uh, from West Virginia. Uh, he kind of yeah. My, you and sure. I weren't as high on him. Yeah, but you know we understand why you like him because David Long is yeah. Uh, he's he's undersized, but he's athletic. He can move. You know he's got right. an aggressive hunting mentality. I, I was just surprised at the missed tackles. Um, by I him. was too. I thought he looked better. At the, I thought he looked better at the Senior Bowl than he did on he tape. Did. I agree. You know, and again, Dane's talking about a guy that's 5'11", 224 pounds right now. Again, all this will be official, official. He was a senior bowl guy, so 
we'll have the really what the, the heights and weights will go off of from there. The other um, position I think you know, need to talk about just in terms of previewing the athletic part of the combine is the wide receivers, yeah. specifically the big wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, you, I was going to, we were talking about freaks. I mean, the right. two kids from Ole Miss are going to, my gosh. Well, yeah. I, what, uh, you see the new picture. Here's yeah. Danes once the, again, the Danes new picture, top, top 10 of wide receivers right there. And see, so, okay. The big wide receivers, guys like the Nikhil Harry's, yeah. Kelvin Harmon's or Sega Whitesides, they need good times in the 40. Uh, and then DK Metcalf, as yoked as he is, what is he going to do in, say, the three cone? Yeah. The, the short shuttle. Is he going to look stiff and exactly. tight and, and, and robotic? Right, exactly. Pro- probably. We, yeah. We know he's, he's, he can run yeah. fast in a straight line. Sure. He'll probably be 230 pounds and run a 448 or something ridiculous. Yeah. But what is he going to do in you know the change of direction stuff? That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, it's I, I, that's why I love the combine because you could kind of go in and talk about all the things you want to see, and then there's something happens. Oh yeah, that's just totally, you know, and and you don't want to really get influenced, but you talk to people. It, this is where this is where the media scouts start to catch up with really what the scouts scouts are thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your opportunity when you're walking down the hall and you're visiting. You're like, hey man, I saw your work about this kid. You know. You, you did a great job on him or man, or you got him too high or you got him too low. So it's a good opportunity. You don't get influenced, but it makes you kind of go back and it gives you a little bit of pause. I mean, I had the great opportunity to talk to you know, Rod Marinelli about looking at defensive tackles. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's ready to go. I mean, defensive tackle, defensive lineman, you know, he's, he's trying to think, okay, where's that, you know, maybe that second, third, fourth round guy. So, you know, this is where, this is where really the, uh, the chase and the hunt begins. Okay. With that being said, uh, we're going to take our first break of the day from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Once again, we're sponsored by and presented by Miller Lite. We appreciate everybody involved there. When we come back, we'll hit a little Twitter on the 20. Stay tuned. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package package and get a second pair of frames find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting essilorusa.com that's essilorusa.com terms and conditions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. This This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here for the draft show in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broadus, Dane Burglar, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Uh, also want to thank everybody out there for hanging out with us on the Periscope, the, the live thing. Maybe we might be catching you in uh, another part of the world. 
we welcome you and uh, or maybe you're on your lunch break right now or working out doing something but we thank you guys for always hanging out with us once again our We'll have shows all next week from the Combine in Indianapolis starting Wednesday. We'll go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Again, the plan for DallasCowboys.com is uh, Stephen Jones, hopefully on Tuesday. Uh, Then we'll have Jason Garrett Wednesday. And then also then Jerry Jones to tie everything up on Saturday. And we'll We'll have all the news that you need. All the news. So make sure you're checking all that out. Okay. One of my favorite parts of the show we do. It's called Twitter Twitter on the 20. David Hellman. I really, I don't, people send me, tell me more questions every day. Tell me more comes after the combine. I I don't like to get into it because we do tell me more after the combine. And and the goal is to find like really lesser known players. That's the goal. That's the goal. But I'm going to humor Joseph here because, uh, and we talked about this, Brian, a tweet, a tweet that I saw from our friend, Kevin Turner. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was imploring Florida's Chauncey Gardner Johnson to fall to 58 where he can be the Cowboys' future safety. Gotcha. I watched Chauncey. Mm. I liked him a lot. Mm. But? He, he, I didn't see him play a snap of safety. He did. You, you got it back to 2017. Yeah. So I want to know. And so Joseph wants to know more about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and so do I, because I liked him, yeah. but like I, I didn't see whatever Kevin saw that made me just really fall in love with him. When I watched him over the summer, um, I wasn't too... Because he was recruited as a corner, and then they moved him to safety and, when he got to Florida. And I watched him over the summer, wasn't too impressed. I thought he was okay at safety. Then this year, uh, under Todd Grantham's defense, they moved him to star, which is they run a 5-DB look. Yeah. Right? Right. He plays basically a nickel position. Yep. They You know, two linebackers, he plays a star. And I think he is the ideal modern-day nickel defender in the NFL. That's what he did at Florida. I think yep. that's what he did best, better than what he did at safety. Um, and I think that's exactly what he is. I mean, he's aggressive. He plays fast. Um, he trusts what he sees. He can blitz. He can set the edge um, for a guy that's not that big. Uh, so I think that there's a lot to like with Gardner Johnson. The aggressive nature sometimes gets the best of him. Needs to be a little bit better finisher at times. Yep. But I see a guy that you can keep on the field all three downs, a guy that uh, you know is your ideal nickel defender, which in, of course, today's NFL is a starter. This guy is plays all over the field. Dane's right. His star position, it's like a, he plays like a rover almost, right. and, 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 he, and he floats. Mm. So you'll see him line up in a slot, and then you'll see him line up over kind of as a safety. But if you want to evaluate him as a safety, you got to go back and watch 2017 tape. I think that's where KT was – Facing a lot of his, uh, a lot of his view. But the thing that kind of bothered me about this cat, he's kind of a 50 50 tackler. Mm. Yeah, you brought that up. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, and so I'm thinking about a guy that does a great job playing the slot covering. But again, are you going to be, if you're going to be on the field a lot and you're in the secondary, I need you to tackle a little bit better than that. I need you to be a little more consistent with that. I hear you, but I like, I liked his willingness to do those things. No like question about that. He's an aggressive and physical no player. Question. And, then, and like Dane said, that gets him in a little bit of trouble there. So, But I, I, I tell you, the guy plays with some great range. Mm-hmm. He really, really does. I would be very happy to have him on my team, but I just... You wouldn't like him at 58, I don't think. I don't think I'd like him at 58 to play safety. Like, I, that's... Maybe you need to see me. that 17 tape. Maybe, Maybe we need to sit down and watch that. Well, that's... Because, I, yeah, I think he's... I don't think he's a safety. I think he's a nickel. Yeah. Which, you know, is he technically a corner then? Ah, maybe you could say that, but... Is there a player like him in this league? I hate to just throw that out there, and here I'm. I'm supposed you, to know this league. You did, yeah, but you did. Though. I just threw it out there, but 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 is there is I mean, he, you know there's a little Tyron is Matthews. He, I, I say, is he Honey Badgers? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not ba- Honey Badgers more of a playmaker. I uh, say it's hard to compare anybody to a guy that gets right. takeaways. But he's like kind of that. a fifty-fifty tackler too. Yeah, that's the thing is you don't fully trust him at free safety. He but covers in the slot. Okay, he could blitz. I don't want to compare him to his college tape, but what about what Buda Baker's been doing? for Arizona, right? which is part of why the Cardinals were comfortable letting Tyron Matthew go in the first place. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, basically, bottom line with a guy like this is you have to have a plan for him. Like, you know, just understand his strengths and, you know, just the difference in tape between last year and this year, how much better he was this year in this new role. Put it this way, he was too good of a player. They, They created a spot for him to play. If you think about it, basically, 
Yeah, because yeah. He, he, you know, they're saying, right. listen, we've got two, we feel like got two good safeties That's here. That's smart coordinators do. Yeah, they, they're like, let's get this guy on the field. If he can cover and is aggressive and, you know, tackles well enough. I like I like the player, Brian. You like the player? I like the player. Well, and he's a guy that he started at free safety as a freshman, yeah. strong safety as a sophomore, and then the star position. So he's played all over, and I thought clearly his best work was this past year at the star. So. His time is a four five four coming into this thing. He plays a hell of a lot faster. He'll run than that. faster. Yeah, he'll run much faster than that. Yeah. We pride ourselves on not just talking about the Cowboys. We won't. So I've all got a, I've got one from Daniel who says. Who else would the Jets look at at number three if Josh Allen and Nick Bosa are gone? Uh, is there a way to get a pass rusher at three, or would they trade back, or or what else would they draft if those two aren't there? See, Mike McKagan, my buddy, going for he's like a big school guy, right? And that yeah, kind of his is. mo. Yeah, you know, Mike, he he came from that the he, Charlie Casterly program. Of, he, well, this I mean, he did draft our Shepherd kid last year, defensive tackle. Yeah, but not round. at not not at, not. At, Overall, though, if Allen and Bosa are both gone, you just make it easy on yourself and draft Quinn and Williams. That's well, I, they, might not fit their scheme. One thing I do want to mention before we dive too much into the Jets and what they would do is, I don't think Josh Allen is this lock top two, top three pick that ah, everyone wants to make him. This is why, you why gotta, we. This is why, why we got the guy that draft show. Yeah. yeah, like go into like. Tell me why not. Well, I mean, Nick Bosa is there's a Nick Bosa then a Josh Allen. I think there's a big gap between these two as okay. pass rushers. Yeah, and there's and I like Josh Allen. I just yeah. think he's being pushed up just because this draft doesn't have ten true top ten picks, and most drafts don't. But you know, we have to fill. Someone has to go three, four, five, six. Right. And Josh Allen's just one of the few players that, understandably, is getting pushed up in that mix. So, and he plays a premium position, obviously, uh, at pass rusher. So, as much as I like Josh Allen. I just it would scare the heck out of me taking him at two and just feeling great about it. I don't know. I, I I don't think he's a lock to go that high, but you know we'll see. I think he'll test well. He had great production. Lot to like about him. Still, um, you know, watch the Georgia tape. You know, watch. Uh, there, there's different times during this year where it kind of made you worry about um, his next level transition. But with that said, I think if uh, if those say that for you know those two guys are off the board, Bosa and Allen. And you're the Jets. You have to look hard at Rashawn Gary uh, at that point, mm-hmm. who is again all the traits are there. I know he he didn't match the hype. He was the top player coming out of high school okay, you, three years ago. Okay, there, uh, Dane. Once again, Kent's got Dane's top ten defensive ends up on the board right now. A lot of now. ones up there in terms yeah, of round. Look at that. Look at all the ones. Goes all the way down Woo! to sweat. And I, I'll tell you what, I'll fight you on polite and burns there. But I mean, that's, that's that, fine. That's okay. I know you. I, you're up for a fight. You never. That doesn't bother you at all. But yeah. So you, there's there's, I could say the Allen stuff. I I would me personally, I've got it Allen and Gary. But I mean, I man, I really do. I think Gary could play a couple different spots. I think he could play end. I think you can reduce him down and play inside, let him play some defensive tackle, too, mm-hmm. if you had to. Y'all thought about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. Uh, yeah, def- on passing downs, let him play inside. But, yeah, I mean, he he is an edge rusher, a guy that uh, with the power, the quickness, uh, his length, uh, I mean, you see it on film. It's just it's not as consistent as you'd like. And so I- I'm really eager to see Rashawn Gary next week because I, I think he's going to have a heck of a week and uh, you know, a guy that definitely has some buzz. So – you know, I think another position um, that the Jets would be looking at. You know, they drafted their quarterback last year. Yeah, how about protecting them? I was I was just looking at their depth chart here. They've got some free agents up on their up on their offensive line, too. Not, and they weren't very good to begin with. Yeah, so I mean, they exactly. they need some upgrades on the offensive line. And I mean, if you're going to draft a, a guy like say Jonah Williams, who I, may, is he worth a third overall pick? It's debatable, but. If he's going is it to, the best? Is it the best safe pick for Mike McKay? Yeah, if he's right. going to stabilize your offensive line yeah. and give your quarterback an extra half second to throw the ball, absolutely, it's absolutely worth it. And so I, I don't care if you know, oh, they should have traded back to eight and got Jonah Williams. No, if you don't have, if you have a chance to get who you think is the best offensive lineman in the draft, and you know another position like a Rashawn Gary or whoever else doesn't blow you away, then you take the offensive lineman and you feel good about making your team better, especially your quarterback. That is one of my favorite arguments at draft time is like of course i'll take jonah williams at six but not at three come on but no if it's the one if it's the one pick it's like it's just like the colts taking nelson Nelson. yeah Yeah, i mean it's just that doesn't it shouldn't bother you 
go take the best player. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the position. I mean, and, and by the way, you it's know, similar. It's similar to Greg Williams' like, new defensive line, a new defensive coordinator with the Jets. Yeah, they've got some. They, it just again looking at, they've got some serious questions about their defensive front. Yeah, as they could far use as Quinn and Williams. Yeah, they could use Quinn and Williams right there. I mean, because you know, you play a three-four front. Steve McClendon's up. You know, uh, Henry Anderson, who they got in a trade for the Colts, he's up. They're probably running around a 4-3 under Williams. Yeah, well, so they, they got guess, him right yeah. now, yeah. Well, he's a 3. He, uh, Williams is a 4-3 guy? Yeah. How much longer is Sheldon Williams under contract? Leonard Williams? Leonard, I'm Leonard sorry, Sheldon. He, yeah. I'm thinking Sheldon Richardson. Yeah, I got Sheldon my Richardson. lineman confused. He's. I think he's okay. He's not... Uh, like well, he was what 2015? 2015, yeah. So yeah. His name is Byron Jones. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's so probably another year. contract. Year. Yeah, he's probably yeah. in that. He's in that fifth year kind of a thing. But yeah, I, you know, I, they, they, there's a lot of there's a lot of places that they can go. Mm-hmm. Well, when they, you're picking in the top five, there yeah, usually are. It. Let me ask you this: Do you think they take a corner? I'm not taking a corner in this draft that early. I don't okay. think a corner is worth that high. But yeah, we'll see what Mike does. <laughs> I mean, would you draft a corner that early? No. Okay. No. Not 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 in this draft. I wouldn't. That's the thing. Well, all right. Option number one for Mike is. And I love I love Mur- I love the kid from Washington, Murphy. Byron oh yeah, Murphy. yeah, yeah. I love that's him. Not at three, but not at three. There, yeah. there's your there's yeah. Your, well, talk okay. about yeah. talk about a guy that's big for the combine. Yeah. Is he five ten? Is he going to run four five? Like yeah. he's. Love the tape, but yeah. he's not going to have a lot of the size and speed measurements that teams look for, especially when we talk about a top 10 or 15 guy. Yeah. Kent Garrison show you some highlights of Byron Murphy making some plays against Auburn. He's a baller. He is uh, a baller. He's, he's awesome. He's one of my favorite guys. Uh, All right. I, lo- I love Would you fight for him? Oh. Would I fight Ooh. for him? Save it. Save <laughs> it for the next segment. <laughs> Uh, speaking of play by that kid, you know, fighting for guy. I love this. Like, you know, fans, fans know what their teams need. And so like during the draft, 1998 Philadelphia, they sure, they, they, sure need, they know we need players. They know we need players. You just, but I love, you know, fans go from guy to guy, you know? Yeah. And so the new, this, let me ask you this. So real quick, real quick. Are you finding on Twitter that fans are asking you about positions or players? Because for the Cowboys, well, people are asking me more about positions see, but that's than players. My argument, my counter to that would be: fans know the positions of need, and then they start asking you about players right. at those positions. In my experience, I think I get more player questions. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of smart fans who know who the players are and are intrigued by some of these guys, and yeah. or they noticed them playing, you know, watching college football, and they want to know how they project and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you get both. But yeah, so, to the, to the point. Andy Isabella was definitely the slot receiver of January. Mm-hmm. The slot receiver of February is a guy by the name of Greg Dortch. And we watched him together, and Sam wants to know about him. All right. Let's is he do getting this. a lot of pub on the street? Among Cowboys fans? Oh, Absolutely. Like Every, yeah, really. somebody, All the time. Somebody's talking about him. All the time. In our in our, our Cowboys circles. Wake Forest wide receiver for All right, those let, of you let me that ask don't you this. know. Absolutely. Go for it, David Hellman. You saw the young man play. Uh, uh, let me pull a Brian Broaddus look. I got my notes right here. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. You, you can always pull your notes up. I was not wowed by like anything he did physically. He's he's five eight, one seventy four. That is true. He's Cole Beasley, four four he's, five. He's, Wake Forest, he's black, not white, but he's Cole Beasley yeah. in my opinion. Um, uh, he he, you know, he's he doesn't have this like jaw dropping quickness or speed. But like he's just one of those guys who finds a way to be open a lot. And yeah. we talked about it when we watched him, like he presents himself as a target very well. Like I don't know how to articulate it, but like he's always got his numbers back toward the quarterback. He always has like he's always presenting himself as an easy target for the quarterback to throw to. That's it's because he runs five yard routes. I'm well, that's true. Although I, he was he went downfield more often than I thought that he would, just being five eight one seventy four. Not. That he's this take the top off the defense guy, right? Well, because he's not, and I was disappointed that he didn't have more big plays. He had 89 catches this year; only one went for 40 yards or more. Yeah, I was surprised he went. Which, not that he's a vertical or you know an over the top threat, and, but just make you miss and to this a lot of underneath stuff with him. Well, yeah. and Those well across think, the field stuff. Think about it. Doesn't that explain why Cowboys fans are asking about? Oh, sure, because he does eight, yeah. exactly what the guy who might leave does. Like that's that's what that's his that's what he does. He runs those types of routes. I thought he was very willing to go over the middle. He got yeah. open down the seam a lot. His quarterback a little bit, yeah. freaking sucked and yeah. couldn't get oh, him the no. ball a lot. But yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a problem for sure. Um, and he's got nice hands. I, I I enjoyed watching him. I didn't 
I didn't think you're he right, was like Dave. This, a good scouting report. He's, I didn't think he was I, like this game-changing receiver. His best routes have. are those pivot routes, right? The in and out pivot routes and stuff like that. That I mean, that's again, that's where Cowboy fans are looking. They see Cole Beasley running the pivot routes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I okay. absolutely think he could fit in this offense and do a lot of the stuff that Cole Beasley does. Okay, him or Penny Hart. Penny Hart, easy, easy. Not even close. Not not for me. Yeah. Which I think. I think I said I would draft I would draft this guy Dorch like in the fifth round. Yeah, that sounds about that, that's, right. That's that's where he is. Yeah, that, you're not wrong about that. Okay. Penny Hart, you take him in a third. The Cowboys, like they're like yeah. third. Yeah, I, I'd take him in a third. Boy, they're gonna draft. They they would draft. You think they would draft a slot receiver in the third round? Maybe they have to sit at the end of the end of yes. every round. Do it. Do I was it. gonna say yeah. That I mean, you have to figure their that third round pick is what like ninety. Yeah, around there. So yeah, ninety one or something. Yeah. I think is what it was. I think I saw it the other day. Do it. Slot receiver is basically a starter. Not oh, basi- no, not basically. Yeah, like I mean, exactly. in, yeah. Like, in terms of percentage of snaps played. Yeah, yeah. He's going to impact your team. So who is your best slot receiver in the draft? I the way Penny Hart played in the Senior Bowl, he really sold me. So uh, your best your best slot player would be in the third round. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, so, I, so, is so it, everybody's backing off this, Andy Isabella now? This no, goes, Isabella's a third... I have a third-round grade on Isabella. Okay. Always did. I just thought, if the Cowboys wanted Isabella, I thought they probably had to take him in the late second. Sure. But you're I, not going to get him a... Probably okay, let me not, ask you this. Can you get Hart in the third round? Maybe not. I mean, See, I, that's what I'm... I have a third-round yeah, grade on Hart, sure. too. So, yeah. I mean... That's why you draft Debo Samuel in the second and just forget this whole debate. Possibly, yeah. I mean, he's there, this is a, a pretty good wide receiver group if you need... If you need second or third round wide receivers, exactly. Right? Exactly. If you're looking for one of those first round receivers, maybe not so much. No. One more question there, David Hellman. One more question. Uh, all right, a fun ho- hypothetical from Austin since we're talking about receivers. If you could pick any offensive player in this class and put them on the Cowboys, who would you choose and why? I like a good hypothetical. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, that's the Easy. obvious one. Yeah. All right. I mean, I like Fant, though, too. He's good. Give me Hawkinson. I like steel soul. You know, I saw a mock draft with Hawkinson going to Dallas or going to the Raiders at twenty seven. Didn't Dane say three weeks ago that he'd be the first skill player drafted or could be? Don't want to put words very, in your mouth. Very easily be the first. I mean I have know. a hard time imagining he's gonna fall to twenty seven if he's that good. Would anybody oh. be interested in Jacobs from Alabama? Oh no. yeah. Or or, well, or, or, I mean, or singletary. I'm and, just talking about singletary. Just I mean I'm just talking about maybe that's that backup running back guy. I'm not like if if, if under the exercise given to us of pick one guy to yeah. put on this offense, right. I'm not going with a backup running back. The, how about rap? The safety from said Washington. Offense. Said offense. Offense, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, if it's anybody, like, oh, anybody I'll, take, right. I'll take Bosa. Right. Yeah, Bo- Bosa, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then you wouldn't probably resign uh, right, well, what about a boring pick and say uh Say Jonah Williams. I was gonna like if it's not a tight end, then I think your next best <laughs> option is an offensive tackle. Yeah, get whichever the best one is. Sure. How Jonah about Quinn and Williams? We didn't even mention him. He's we, an offense. defensive player. You're not listening. No, to I the just question. Say, oh, how about overall? Overall. Overall. Just, I'm trying to say overall. You can give me Bosa. Yeah. Just, Bosa. Yeah. Why yeah. the hell not? Best player in the draft. I have and and no. Have and you I'll, seen a better player yet? I'll draft Bosa and re-sign Demarcus Lawrence, and I'll have Gregory Lawrence and Bosa, and no quarterback. Beat to the fire. Have you seen a better me. player yet than Bosa? No, I haven't. Are you overcompensating for your nope. hate for nope. previous Bosas? He was in the top ten on my board. He was in the top ten. I just didn't. You know what? The guy's been hurt a lot lately, hasn't he? Has uh, he been yeah. not playing very much? No. Maybe I knew something there. That's a question. What, did you? I, maybe I knew something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe, I fell, maybe I fell into that. How about that, that? That goes back to our conversation earlier about Nick and how the injuries and the durability. Right. And I'll yeah. take I'll take Bosa, Tank, and Gregory. You guys got saved. Take I'm my chance. Beat you guys up. We got to go take a break. All right. All right. When we come back, we're going to play. Who'd you fight for? Next. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a. Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. 
Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We are back here for the draft show at the in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler, David Helmut, Kit Garrison, executive producing. Excited to have everybody along again. Uh, if you're following along either on Periscope or going to catch us later on, we do appreciate that. We appreciate everybody around the world that also uh, watches this show. Thank you guys for staying up late with us or enjoying dinner with us right now. Uh, again, I wanted this last uh, few minutes that we have here to do uh, a, a little spot called uh, Who'd You Fight For? And so I'm going to start off with David Hellman. David, I don't, give me a guy that you would absolutely fight for in the draft room. I don't like this game because y'all are better scouts than I am. So, But I, I don't care because I formulate my own opinions. I think I still owe Jeff Cavanaugh some money about Cardell Jones. So, mm-hmm. uh, We've all got those albatrosses we wear around our neck. You, Hey, he's still in the league. I don't feel bad there about you go. that. Go ahead. Um, you didn't like this guy. And, and okay, whatever. I'll... <laughs> he's trying to make me bring me into this. No. I I would fight for him. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm Who's drafting the this player. Guy. Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant from Clemson. Because and, and I'm thinking I'm coming at this from a Cowboys perspective. I'm not I'm thinking about the fact there's no first round pick here. If you told me I could get this guy at fifty eight, I'd be pretty pumped. Uh because I saw a guy and you know, I haven't watched every pass rusher in the league, but like he can bend and he, he can bend. He can do some freaky pass rush stuff. Mm-hmm. I know he's not the most well rounded player in the world. He doesn't look that powerful. Uh but kind he, of an up, up and down game. He's got traits though. He does have some traits. He's got traits. And six four, two sixty five. He played at Clemson. He was not the star of some you know, he wasn't on the caliber of some of the other guys on that defensive line. But Again, he's got traits, and if I could get him at 58, I'd be pretty happy. He can play on both sides of the line. My note that I wrote is he fights off blocks like a mofo. That's true. Uh, I wrote the full word out, but yeah, like he's, yeah. he's tenacious. Yeah. Um, like I said, he lacks power. He definitely got bullied by some of the better tackles he played. Josh Jacobs got him, too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's, no, again. that's That's fair. But I, I, he seems like he's got a high motor. He's always in pursuit. Uh, he's, and again, he's got traits. He played at Clemson. He, yeah. he started games at Clemson. He's a talented guy. Uh, again, at 58, I don't know if he falls that far. Dane, you could tell me that, but like, I would draft him at 58. I, I fall more towards this guy. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Y'all hate me. It's fine. No, it, it, hey, don't, don't, you know, I would what? have said this before. That's the great thing about being in a draft room. There are a lot of no, guys. Tell that, me why I'm dumb. Go ahead. I, no, I think he's going to be a nice backup in the league. Oof. Um, Ugh. I well, I just uh, well, okay, but on the defensive line, backup is another way of saying rotational player, you right? Know? I had, I'll take that. I had more negatives and positives. Like I, I like a lot of things that he did. It's just 
I don't know. I don't. I didn't think there was any know-how there. Like yeah. I, it was more based on like some of his production was born based on effort than like understanding of what he was doing. And that's that's not necessarily like the worst thing. Like I'll take a guy like that on my team. Sure. I don't know if I would take him at fifty-eight, but the guy like watching him against Notre Dame that was probably his best tape. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but the full body of work, I don't don't think it was as impressive. Yeah. I didn't think he played with much burst. Um, yeah. He could bend a little bit, but. I didn't see a lot of burst. I didn't see a lot of power. I didn't see a lot of the biggest problem I had was the power. That yeah. was the thing I right. had the problem with him. So I mean, that's I'm glad that you brought that name up because that's a good name that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, and a name that kind of gets lost when we talk about the Clemson defensive linemen because uh, Farrell uh, and the two interior guys get talked about more. So yeah. it's good that we talk about him because he's a top 100 draft pick. He'll get drafted somewhere. I just, I don't know, I see more of a backup than a guy that I'm going to hang my hat on and say, yeah, he's definitely a starter. But no, I mean, that's, that's good that you're good fighting name. for him. Good definitely. name, good name. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go with, let's go with Devin Singletary, um, who it, obviously people know about him. He's a well-known prospect, but I think he's better than what people give him credit for. Like, I think he's LaShawn McCoy, yeah. and that's putting a lot on him, I understand, but I just... He has such a unique ability to break tackles. Seventy um, percent of his yards this year, seventy percent came after initial contact. Um, he just he has a rare ability to uh, make guys. Florida miss. Atlantic running back too, right? Uh, and he's got a lot of a lot of carries on his on his tape, like you know, like a lot of production. But a lot of that, you know, he's taking some hits. I don't know. I'm taking a chance on this guy in the top 40 picks and feeling really good about what he can do for my offense. If there were people lining up against you in this draft on against him and, and we were in a room, yeah. I would be right with you. Good. I would go with you. On can this. he catch? Oh, this guy. Yeah, it, well, it, he wasn't. I mean, he did some like, you know, like Texas routes, some yeah. angled routes, but like he wasn't really asked to do a lot of. Um, you know, much besides screens. Yeah. So, but he oh. caught what he was. He'd fit yeah. right in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he caught what he was asked to, or you know, when targeted. So, yeah. you know, I feel okay about that. Pass pro, you know, that's that might be an issue. But yeah. when the ball is in his hands, that's where he's going to be a creator and just make things happen. He's really a shifty runner too. If you haven't seen him, yeah, Devin Singletary, Florida Atlantic, five nine two zero two. I mean, he's he'll bounce off guys too. I mean, he's just one of those guys, boom, boom, he's just kind of hitting off guys, and next thing you know, he's, the ball's going down the field. So, got a real low center of gravity. Broken, play. Tack- Bro- broken yeah. tackles this play, year. Is, yeah, elus- 113. Elusive. Led the FBS. Guy could be really elusive. 25 too. more broken tackles than the sec- guy that's second on the list. Yeah, as you can see, there's Dane's top position, top 10 players by with the running backs. Jacob Singletary oh, right there. I don't like that round projection, though, Dane. Can we push it what? down? Yeah. Push it down around. For who? Singletary? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to draft a running back at 58. Well, he's the, I know, the guy, the guy you're probably looking at. Here, you're probably but... looking at that group of of Harris, Montgomery, and Henderson. Mm-hmm. That would be the group you're probably looking at. No way. Yeah. What, I'll take the A and M kid right now. Let's the third, go. The third round is going to be a sweet spot. Yeah, I think I th- absolutely. Backs. Travion Williams can be on this team anytime he wants to. All right, the guy I'm going to fight for on the table. I don't know if Dane Dane might go with me on this one. Eldon J- uh, Jenkins. Mm. I considered him, so yeah, good, good Mississippi call. State center. You guys are in cahoots before this Not at all. Like, Not at all. The whole point is to fight, and no, y'all no. aren't fighting. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. Because he's probably got a center that's – you have a center that's better than him? Uh, Bradbury's better, I think. Bradbury. Yeah. See. Is Jenkins your top center? Jenkins would be one of my top center, yes. Okay. So this is where – this Bradbury's guy, better. Yeah. Bradbury's not a – Bradbury's good. But this Jenkins kid from Mississippi State, if you needed a center – this guy, I mean, he plays on his feet. Yeah. He is never on the ground. He's got great upper body strength. He can sit down on his man. He can stay with his man in the running game, too. That's something that's really – when you watch them run the ball, I mean, he's with this guy the whole time. He doesn't fall off people. See, He could help across the pie. I love what's, your, what's your grade on this guy? Oh, I have him in the se- I have him in the second round. See, I, I want to fight y'all because y'all are the scouts. I get it. Y'all are just trying to. Y'all are all about the players. I'm over here all, about the team, and I'll be damned if we're drafting a center in the second round. No, I'm not just talking about. I'm talking about if we were if we were, we're just well, talking about players. I know. Here's I know. The, but I'm, we're, tra- a full, I'm, we're a full service garage here. I'm trying to find players for the team that I work for. Yeah. Part of the allure with Elgin Jenkins is the fact that he played four positions. Yeah. In college. 
Uh, some teams are scouting him as a tackle. Yeah. So wow, this is a guy that that's impressive. Yeah. Vers- you know, same with you know conversation with Dalton Reisner. Um, you know, the position versatility is a huge selling point. Yeah. And that might be the like Garrett Bradbury to me is the clear best center in this draft. Yeah. But he's pretty scheme specific in terms of you know a zone blocking scheme and you know. But with Jenkins. He's more of your power guy. He's gonna. He can play tackle. He can play guard. He didn't make any mistakes. Minimal mistakes. Little, you don't yeah. see any problems with him. Like mentally, with centers, you're kind of like you can tell when centers busts, make busts, and he yeah. doesn't bust. Dave, you got a guy? Yeah, I got a guy. Go ahead. Which we talked about this before the show. Granted, what? How many guys have you watched? About a hundred and eighty. And Dane's seen six hundred, something like that. I've watched 25, so okay. I'm trailing a little bit. It's okay. Bit. It's all right. And By the way, there's Dane's top 10 centers, so you can kind of see. On that. Yeah, that's uh, right there with Bradbury, Jenkins, McGov- uh, McGovern, and McCoy. I'll tell you, McCoy's not a bad player, by the way. No, there are five yeah, centers it, in you, this if draft. If you're a center, you might, you might be okay here. All right, yeah. go ahead, David. I'm sorry. I'll tell you about a guy that I really liked, Justin Lane. Ah, he's terrible. Oh, <laughs> dang. No, I, I love him. Oh, all right. Thank God. And like, come on, man. No. You know, I'm with you. He's a good player. I I think it's funny because I, I he's a really good player. Okay, he's a six two, hundred and ninety pound cornerback. Yeah. Uh, he's a freaking. He's pressed all the way. Like, what round do you have him in? By man, cornerback. I don't like to assign. Okay, rounds. you're gonna sign a round. I, I, w- I mean, looking at his tape, what? How many games did we watch? Five. Five. Yeah. I mean, We'd take I, him at fifty-eight if you I, had to. I can't imagine. You're talking about your team, but here's the name. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine. Second round guy. I cannot imagine he falls out of the second round of the draft. Yeah, I think uh, you're just right. Based you're abs- on his his <laughs> tape plus his his build, it's just it's funny because I got him better than Mullen, the guy from Clemson. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I struggle with Mullen, and but yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, Dave. Wrong. Go ahead there. No, well, it's fun. Okay, uh, I brought this up a few shows ago. Uh, who's who's the Clemson kid that we talked about a lot a few years ago that went to uh, Tankersley? Yes, thank you. Which about surprised I remembered a name. Talked about him a lot. Didn't really fit what the Cowboys wanted to do. Press man. Which this might not have fit. This guy might not have fit before. But I really think I, I can't imagine that like Chris Richard has to love this guy oh, yeah. or yeah. will love him when yeah. he watches him. Absolutely. Because I think you could just put him on an island like the, like you love to do in this scheme and be like, whether it's, you know, he's he's much better at man. He runs a lot better, man. I'm sure he could do zone, too, if you wanted him to just put him out there and like worry about the rest of it. That's, uh, that's a good name. And he's a former wide receiver. He, yeah. he was recruited as a wide receiver. So, you know, he has the ball skills. He's, Justin Lane. He's got that build that teams love these yeah, days. Six, I mean, maybe he won't be 6'2 when he actually measures out, but he's tall. He's close, yeah. yeah. He's tall. He's, uh, he's a Cleveland kid who everyone thought he was going to Ohio State, and he actually went to Michigan State. Could surprise a lot of people. So, yeah, he's a big-time player. The thing that I like, that, again, you know, in, the, in all the games I watched, like he didn't get fooled, turned around, lost. One, like he's, he's very confident in coverage. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I would fight for that. And guy. for a former wide receiver, he's pretty tough as a tackler. Yeah, you know, he he's yeah. not a he's not a, a soft guy by any means. So. Tall cornerback that used to play wide receiver, playing in Chris Richard's scheme. Yeah. yeah, all right. Thinking of a former Stanford guy. Yeah, just a little bit, a little uh, bit. And there's a couple of those guys. Isaiah Johnson from Houston's another one of those guys in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, the, the combine's gonna be big for some of these bigger corners, the Joe Juan Williams, the Travion Mullins, the Justin yeah. Lanes that run well. So um, I will go with, and I could could go with Jelani Tavai, my my linebacker from Hawaii. Why? Yeah, uh, I've been talking to him too much. Say, this week. Yeah, give me another name. Uh, name that bandwagon, Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. Ah. And this is it's a specific type of safety. Mm-hmm. If you need a free safety, he's gonna play single high. He's probably not for you. But if you need a thumper, a tone setter. I will love to have uh, Jonathan Abram on my team. This guy is intense. He plays like it. He you know moves like a speeding bullet all over the field. Uh, he's going to play special teams for you and just eliminate dudes. Jonathan Abram is a player I would love to have on my team. If I needed a strong safety, a guy that's going to be a thumper, uh, and again, a guy that can be a tone setter and you know really be a leader in my defense. I'm going to go with DeAndre Walker, mm. defensive end from Georgia. Good player. And, I mean, he would generally play as a stand-up guy, but you can put this guy's hand on the ground. He might play linebacker in this league when it's all said and done. Hmm. But he has a real knack for taking on blocks at the point of attack. And he, he, they, they try and trap him. He's physical. He knows how to get rid of that. He can squeeze the hole. He doesn't get washed out of plays. 
And then the guy didn't. I got guys that don't play on their feet. He didn't get knocked around at all. He's a finisher for the position. He's got some violence to his game. He's got that burst I like that can chase the ball. So keep an eye on DeAndre Walker. He's a defensive end linebacker from the University of Georgia. Where's number fifteen if you're scouting him? And uh, you'll get uh, see a pretty good player from there. That's a guy I would I would definitely fight for if it with all these defensive ends in this draft. You know, this is a guy again. And now Dane Brugler's a list once again. The top guys you see: Bosa, Allen, Gary, Farrell, Polite, Burns, Sweat, Ferguson, Walker. Right down there, he's got a he's got a, that one two on him though. Man, I'll tell you what, hell of a football player. Yes, he's a pass rush specialist playing behind those you know the Leonard Floyd's, yeah. the, those guys at Georgia, and then he took over as a starter this year and was lights out, big senior year for him. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for the draft show today. Want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. We sure appreciate that, Dane. Thank you, Dave. Thank you as well. Kit Garrison, executive producing. We will see you. From the Combine in Indianapolis starting Wednesday. Check out DallasCowboys.com. We'll have all the information. Follow these guys on Twitter. And that way we'll also tweet out when we're going to have the shows up and running. Until then, take care, guys.